Good morning. Welcome to Grace Change Covenant Church. Um, I'm Mark. You might know me as I've played the drums, <laughs> and you also might know me because I serve on city team. Um, but I haven't met you um, yet. I'm Come find me, and I would love to get to know you a little more today. Um, thank you, John, for last week for kicking off the series on stewardship. Um, stewardship is definitely a very sensitive topic for many uh, when we talk about finances and giving back to God. It, it's just, sometimes it's really hard. I was asked by Scott to talk today. Um, we were just talking, catching up about life as we normally do, and all of a sudden, kind of out of the blue, he's like, hey, you want to talk on Sunday? I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh haven't you asked me enough? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. But he kind of convincingly coerced me to come up here and talk. <laughs> Honestly, though, but as I was preparing for this message, I had no clue what I was going to do or what I was going to even say. Um, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And honestly, I am very, very terrified of public speaking. It's probably like, it's just really, 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 like makes me really nervous. Like when he's in, even as I'm talking to you now, I'm just kind of like, whoo. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so when I, and when I was preparing for this message, it kind of reminded me of, the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. This is one particular scene um, called the Water Dungeon. I don't know if you have played it before, but for those who, who haven't, just kind of imagine your mind. So this is a particular dungeon called the Water Dungeon. It's in the middle of the lake, and you have to kind of solve your way to get there, and then when you get inside there, you have to do battle with monsters and solve more puzzles and... You have to get to the dungeon, the, the, where the, the boss is. This particular boss is called Dark Link. He is basically a mirror image of Link. When I was preparing for this message, it was quite the same. I'm basically trying to fight myself. And I honestly, there was a lot of things that started coming up in my, in my, in my life, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to fight these things. And so today, as I talk, um, just, it, it's just a very big struggle to, as, as I'm about to share a lot of these things with you. Uh, but let's first, let's bow our heads and pray and just ask for the Holy Spirit to come. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you for today just for this beautiful morning. Lord, as we sit here, um, may your Holy Spirit be the one that comes. May the Holy Spirit be the one that guides us and work in us and convict us. Just thank you just for everything that you have done. Just pray 
Amen. So as I talk today, um, we all know what tithing is, so I'm not going to give the details of tithing, but it is a way for us to give something back to God. Um, It is bearing the first fruits of our labor and offering it to God. When I was preparing for this message, actually a few months back, um, God actually had asked me a question. And he said, can you give everything to me? And I challenged God. I said to him, God, I, I don't know, but I want to. I want to give everything to you. And guys, this is such a dangerous request. It is a dangerous request because you don't know what God's going to do, right? Um, He could tell you to do many, many things. And for him, can you give everything to me? That was, it was really hard. And I will get more into how this relates back to um, what we're talking about. So let's go ahead and um, uh, take a look at the passage. So this comes from Proverbs 3, t- 3 through 10. The great thing about Proverbs is that it is a book on instruction. If you guys have ever baked in your entire life, you might be comforted by the fact there is a recipe, right? Something you can fall back on. You're not going to make a cake on your own. Uh, both Robin and <laughs> Cicely can attest to that. Um, you know, it's just when you, make it, when you bake something, it is extremely hard. You don't know what the proportions are. You don't even know exactly what goes inside there. But when you have a recipe, when you have instruction, God is, is saying, these are the things that you have to do. And when you abide by these things, when you follow through with these things, then something good comes. So let's go ahead and read. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years, of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. That's a lot of words. (laughs) As I was preparing for this message, I kind of broke it down into three parts. And these are some, some, just some takeaways. Oh, that's quite small. 
<laughs> I will go ahead and read it for us. Um, the first part is Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. Ends need to be in constant communion with God. I don't know about you. I don't know how many people here, first thing in the morning is they check their phone. They check their email. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's uh, other things. I know I do that. Um, very rarely, actually, do I pray first thing in the morning when I wake up. I might pray maybe before I go to work, or I pray before or what right when I get in. But God isn't really the first thing on my mind. When God, um, God really wants to be with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. He is looking for a relationship. He's not looking for rituals. Because we all have rituals in our life. But in the midst of these rituals, how much is God in there? How much is God occupying that space? Maybe he's occupying a lot. Maybe he's not at all. You know, God is nourishment for our well-being. The more we seek after his, the more we seek after him, the more we want him, the more we have this close relationship, the more God is in there working in us, and the more God is, is healing us and being a part of our lives. So we get to flourish with God when we get to know him. The second thing um, that I've noticed when I was reading is God directs our paths. God has predestined us already for his glory. He went ahead of us. He is the forerunner. So we don't have to walk this life, this path alone. God already saw what is going to happen. The question is, do we have enough faith to follow him? Do we have enough faith? Are we convinced that God is working for our good? The second thing is that God works the impossible so we can do the possible. We may think that in this life there are just so many things that we can't overcome. Whether it's our job, whether it's family, whether it's um, even marriage, you know. There's just so many things we feel like we can't, we can't scale, you know, we can't scale that wall. But God is the one who can do all those things. He leads us to still waters in our brokenness. He corrects us in our selfishness, and he loves us in our faith, faithfulness. A lot of times, you know, there'll be situations in which we just don't trust God enough. But God is always waiting. God is always wanting to be there to direct us because he knows what's best. God knows our life. He knows us. 
So we've, we can flourish in God when we can re- relinquish control of our life and submit to God. And the third thing that I um, thought of when I was reading this, this passage is God's provision. God provides us, God provides for us when we seek after his heart. Not our ambitions, not our desired outcomes. Outcomes is, eh, that's John speak. <laughs> um, it says in the Bible, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And that we recognize that everything already belongs to God and that we are caretakers of his gifts, his talents that he has given to us. It is like the parable of the talents. In the parable of the talents, we have this um, great person, this owner who you know, bestows to his servants a certain number of talents. The first one does, he goes out there and he, he takes the talents and he multiplies it by a, a number fold. And the second one does the same, but not as much. But the third one, the third one, he decides to bury it. And he tells the owner, I was afraid. I was afraid that if I was not successful, if I didn't, if I didn't earn enough, that you would be mad. So I decided to hide it under a rock. And that owner says to him, very angrily, I gave you these talents. I gave you this money so that you could do the work. And I want you to bring it back more some, but you did not. So I will take away that talent. And he was casted out. Sometimes there's a lot of fear in our lives that, provi- that, that doesn't allow us to really give back. But we have to trust in the Lord. We have to know that God's provision is there. Do we have faith that God will provide? And God's abundance comes when we do not lean on our own understanding, but we trust in God. We trust that he knows what's best. And so we flourish when we seek after the heart of God and when we seek the kingdom of God. So I'm going to tell a little bit about myself. I think we can all relate to Asian American parents. The majority of us are Asian American here. (laughs) Um, We know that our parents can be harsh. We know that they have great expectations for us. My dad was no different. He wanted for me to follow my brother who became a doctor. He told me, Mark, you should be a doctor. I'm like, 
no, I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> um. But at the same time, I wanted his approval. I wanted his approval on my own terms. And I never got it. I just felt that nothing I did was good enough for him. And I was disappointed. And that just continued to grow with me. And in my mind, at some point in time, I just said, I don't have to be disappointed, because why be disappointed if you just don't try? Just never try, and you'll never be disappointed. And that stuck with me. So fast forward to now. All of you guys know how passionate I am about cooking, baking, whatever, when it comes to food. I love it. But I think when I was preparing for this message, I started to realize that I bake and I cook because I can control it. It is an expected win. I put in my time, my effort, I get what I want. I get what I want. And so when I'm disappointed about life, I bake. I cook. It's an escape from the disappointments in life. And it's an ongoing battle. I still struggle with it even now. I take a look at my life and I say, my career is still not where I want it to be. I'm not where I'm financially wanting to be. And I see all my friends who are getting married or married with kids, and I don't have that. It just reminds me of how far away I feel like I am compared to the rest of the world. I told you that God wanted everything from me. And so when I was praying to God, that night, I don't know why, I just said to him, God, I am tired. I am so tired. But God said to me, will you give me everything? He said to me, I want your brokenness. I want your tiredness, your sadness, your ambitions, and your desires. I want your career, your expectations, your disappointments, your struggles, and your sin. I want your past. I want your present. I want your future. I want it all. A lot of times it's just we don't trust God enough that he can work in us, that God can heal us from 
the brokenness. He can heal us from from our from our sin. Because guys, we let's let's face it, we are <laughs> we are pretty messed up people. We are messed up, jacked up, screwed up people because we have sin. But God doesn't care. All God wants is everything from us, the good and the bad. Because through that, if God can work a miracle, do you have faith that God can take all of this screwed up stuff and make it beautiful? So when we give everything to God, our time, our finances, our talents, successes or failure, God is redeeming us. In the passage of the widow and the, and the two coins, Jesus commends the widow who gave just two coins because that two coins was everything. The, the ones who mocked her, they were rich. They gave two coins, but that wasn't everything. God is asking for everything. And he's assuring us that God, he is in control, and we, when we give it to him, he will refresh us, he will replenish, and he will restore us. When we seek after him, he is bringing us back to him. So I want to challenge us, myself included, because this, this is really, really hard to do. But are there things in your guys' life that you're not willing to give up? Are there things that you hold against God? Or there are things that you are disappointed and you don't want God to have? Are we willing to abandon all of those things and give it to God? Can we count those things as loss for the sake of knowing him? And the second thing is, do we seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If not, maybe it's time for us to examine ourselves and what are we really seeking after. You know, this church is really great, and I think we have, we have a really great name for a church. It's named Great Exchange Covenant Church because he gave his son for our sin. And so when God's divinity clashes with our depravity, it is a beautiful, beautiful collision. I want us for us to spend some time and and just really examine ourselves. And so I'm going to invite the worship team to come up now. Um, I want us to spend some time in prayer. Um, I don't know if the or prayer people nearby, but 
really ask yourselves, what haven't I given to God? What are the things that I, dist- that I haven't fully trusted God in? Whether it's my finances, whether it's my career, whether it's relationships with my family or friends. God wants it all. And he wants us to seek after him in all abandon, nothing holding us back. He demands it from us. So I challenge you guys. And are you guys up for this challenge?